Welcome to Exploring Possibility. I'm your host, Christopher Giel, and with this show, my mission is to empower you. I want to inspire those who have forgotten their true worth, their highest potential, and their ultimate capability. I'll be exploring topics that are aimed towards personal growth to help you gain insight and approach life with new perspectives. I want you to increase your impact and help you live a more fulfilling life because limited thinking equals limited being. Let the show begin. Hey, what's up, people? Welcome to episode number 13. Welcome to everyone listening today. I just, I'm so happy that you guys are with me today and that you are going to tune into this episode. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please do that now so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Yeah, for all the new listeners, my name is Christopher and I'm basically the podcast host and I'm going to take you through today's episode. Uh, just before we start, I just, I would just like to announce that we do have, or we are building a Facebook community. It's not open yet, but we are filling people into the, the community on Facebook. So if you want to surround yourself with like-minded people and start to think the way that explorers, achievers, and possibilitarians think, then I want you to join that group. Go into the website, go and click on community. That's going to take you to the group and it's free. Jump in and you know get ready to start chatting about the stuff that we talk about on these episodes. It's where we grow, it's where we explore, and it's where we become possibilitarians. So having that said, today I'm going to introduce you to a man called Tristan Wright. He's from Australia. He's actually going to do like a massive introduction when once we get into the episode. But just shortly, he calls himself a business Sherpa and he's based in Melbourne with a background in leadership coaching and also applied business. And unlike many coaches and consultants, Tristan actually built a business from an ad hoc startup in his three square meter kitchen to into a seven-figure operation with staff and suppliers around the globe. Now, in doing so, he's basically acquired first-hand experience in everything related to business. He's also survived some personal aspects of entrepreneurship as well. And we'll, you'll, we'll see that in the episode. He's also let the lure of success and fear of failure consume every single waking minute and he learned the hard lessons, seldomly taught by anyone. So basically, Tristan is here to offer more than just buzzwords and vague advice. So I want us to dive into this episode. I want you to listen clearly and I want you to think about your mindset when looking at your career or your business and also your mental health. Are you protecting your mental health? Are you improving your mental health? And are you looking at your mindset as an underpinning of your career or your business, because that's what we're going to chat about in this episode. You'll see we basically touch on, you know, the awareness and how to eliminate the mental health issues that come with careers and that come with businesses, especially if they start suffering. We also spoke about the, the shiny object syndrome, if you don't know what that is. And he also gave us some suggestions how to escape that. We spoke about clarity, perfectionism, and just dealing with energy, you know, and the, the, the fallacy that there's not enough time. So we jumped onto that and obviously multiple other things and it ended quite strong. It was a cool episode. Let's do this. Hi there, Tristan, and welcome to Exploring Possibility. I'm super stoked and excited to have you on my show today. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. 
So as all with all my other guests, I love just jumping into like who the person is and where they come from and what they've done, just so we give people some context uh, to work from. So just briefly, tell us a little bit more about you and then where your business evolved to grow comes into play and perhaps just some of the background with regarding the clothing company, like where that all started. Yeah. Sure. So for people that don't know me, my name's Tristan Wright and I'm coming all the way from Australia. So different time zones, tiny bit in the future for, for this interview. And my company uh, that I currently own is called Evolve to Grow. And it's, we call it a, a business consulting company or a small business coaching. And how we got there is I had a I had a previous business uh, and it was in the sportswear world and I, I sort of fell into that business back when I was 23 or 24 and I ended up, so I was manufa- I saw a gap in the market and I was manufacturing and making, ended up manufacturing and, and making sportswear, cycling clothing, triathlon clothing, running gear, uh, all, cu- all customised for, for cycling clubs, big corporates and, and whatnot and manufacturing in China, selling in Australia, New Zealand, UK. I think I actually sold a tiny bit into South Africa once as well. So, and yeah, had had lots of initial success. Uh, but I ended up running, I was doing seven, doing a, I had a seven-figure business by the time I was 26, 27. And, and when you've got a seven-figure business at that age, you, you think, so seven figures... Aussie dollar, so uh, which I don't know what the conversion is, but yeah, million million dollars Aussie, and then yeah, do do your conversions. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so twenty six, twenty seven, running a successful business like that, you think you know you know it all uh, because not many people can say they've run a, run a seven figure business at that stage, and like yeah, I don't need help from other people, and uh, I just kept kept on growing and investing in the business. But there came a time that my arrogance got in the way of me and uh, the Aussie dollar dropped overnight and I didn't see it. So we were pegged against the US dollar and then we lost about 20 or 30% in, in, in a less than six-month period kind of thing. And because we were buying everything in, in Aussie dollar, sorry, in US dollars, we lost 20 or 30% of our margin. So we weren't, and that was majority of our profit. And normally I'd be able to deal with it. But at the same time, my wife at the time said, sayonara, see you later. Um, I'm, I'm leaving the marriage. So when, when I think I was maybe 28 at, at that time. And up until then, I had no real challenges in life and hadn't had any issues at all in comparison, and then all of a sudden, my my wife had left me, and the and the business was had no way to operate because um, because I had stuck my head in the sand and couldn't couldn't deal with the with a the the business having lost all of its profit margin and be my my marriage going down the drain. So for a good six month period, I just did nothing and. And there was mental health issues, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, and about six months later, I, I was like, "Geez, I'm two hundred grand in debt." I that was not fun when you're two hundred grand, two hundred 
Aussie dollars in debt. That's just not not fun at all. It's a scary predicament to be in. I had to do a lot of self-reflection and I realized that I needed to just take ownership for everything that was happening happening to me. I needed to own that and take responsibility for it because it was only me that let that happen. And once I did that, I had to I let go of my ego and my arrogance and started talking to people and getting some support from others. And that allowed me to just take a couple of steps forward and slowly move and, and move forward and repair my personal life, but also my business. Fast forward, I was able to realize that I needed to talk to others, but I was able to rebuild that business to a point where I was able to sell it. But, uh, and, and then, and then, pay off the debt and then make a tiny bit of money, but also improve my life and, and get all those life lessons that I hadn't had in early years because I hadn't had any real major hurdles in life. So I, I sort of hit the top uh, really young, then peaked, then dropped down, had major issues and came back and, and rebuilt that business. So that was my journey as a, as a business owner, but... It was tough at the time, but the personal lessons that I learned out of that have just helped me to shape what I do and how I do things today. So uh, out, out of that, I was able to take a tiny bit of time out and in taking, taking time out, I realised that I'd built a whole heap of skills in business but also learned a whole heap of life lessons. I realised I was able to, to join those things together and bringing them together, I was able to build my new business, Evolve to Grow, which is all about helping business owners on their journey of business and allowing them to realise what is possible in life and business and make, make that their reality. That's my, my journey that's allowed me to get to where I am today. Obviously, there's a whole heap more detail, but that gives a, a bit of a backstory. Yeah, thank you for that. I think... Um Typically, with these sort of backgrounds, we can we can actually write books about it. That, that's how deep oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, and um, from your case, I can just see what happens every every like, you know, like I experience it every day, where people go through these sort of things and they go through these cycles. You know, there's ups mm. and there's going to be downs, and on every down, there's a life lesson that you will learn. Yes. Um, so through your instability, through your journey, obviously, like you said, you had divorce, which is awful. And then you also struggle with some mental health issues, um, as, a, as yeah. I did some research on you. And, um, if you could just take us through some of those moments and tell us how you first got the awareness of it and then got out of that, because I feel there's so many people that can learn something from, from, from what you went through and just use that in their own lives to perhaps like empower themselves. Yeah. So up, up until my wife at the time left me, like I'd never had any mental health issues. I'd had n- never really had any concerns at all. And because I, I, I'd all, I guess I could say I'd almost left a, I'd lived a sheltered life and then all of a sudden everything hit me and I became overwhelmed with, with what life actually was and, and it just became too hard for me. Yeah, didn't know how to how to deal with it. So, I and from there it spiraled down and down. And whether whether it's depression or stress or I I, I don't know, but uh, or, or or anxiety, but they all they all tie into each other. So our natural thing is to hide and to to not share our feelings or our thoughts. 
and and just do our best to process it or if we don't do our best to process just compartmentalize it and put it away but that just ends up being a big ticking time bomb and what I learned is as difficult as it is you need to share what you're feeling whether whether it's just writing it down on a piece of paper that's that's a good start but the next step is you actually need to talk to others and and it's a lot once you start talking you can actually hear your voice thinking about what's actually happening to me and that just allows you to start processing things a, a bit better and then from there get for me to get through it was the overwhelm what comes with with mental health issues there's a lot of overwhelm like this is too hard to deal with uh I used to be like this and I used to be this amazing person and now I'm not. It's natural to want to get back to where you were or where you want to be overnight, but often that's not possible. So it's about breaking things down into bite-sized chunks and dealing with it piece by piece and just looking for small marginal gains and, and getting small wins on the board day to day. And that starts to build this habit of routine and then by, by building this habit and routine, you, you can start, start digging yourself out of the hole. Yeah, what I'm getting here is it feels like, uh, I think you said it, but it's one of the toughest things to do is to be vulnerable and to be able to yes. open up, be honest about your struggle. Um, people will help and people will resonate and relate to you. It's human, it's human nature. I didn't say the word vulnerable, but yeah, I alluded to it. It's human nature oh. to... It's human nature to help when we can. So, but it's also human nature to to shy away from being helped. <laughs> so, but yeah, being vulnerable and being open with who you are just allows you to to be able to grow and move forward, and also to realise that it's okay to feel pain. That's a big one. It's okay to feel pain. It's okay to feel down sometimes, and uh, it's just. Part of, part of life like we wouldn't be human if we didn't have these emotions I think it's largely also due to us being well myself also being conditioned um, in my own environment to you know as a kid you got to toughen up wherever you go and mm. part of that is I, I guess there's some some good to that but there's also the, 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 the drawbacks the bad side of it where you're not able to open up later in life and you don't know why mm. you don't know how to and like you when you um, hit that first road, big roadblock in life. It was like, mm. okay, I'm, I'm not sure what to do now. I'm not sure how to open up or how to reveal the issue and and just get someone to help me get through that. That's it. So yeah, uh, being told to toughen up and uh, and just deal with it in the short term will help. But when you actually hit one of those big hurdles or roadblocks in life, that's when you're going to self implode, and that's when. All of your emotions and all of your pain and frustration from years prior are going to come out and, and hurt you. So, and it's going to take time to deal with it. It's much easier to deal with it now. Than it, and this is easier. It's easier said than done. Always. So, it's especially depending on the culture and uh, the people environment that you're in as well. Yeah. Where. We're quite lucky in Australia that there's a lot of awareness around mental health and, and getting support. But I imagine South Africa, it's probably uh, not, there's not as much support around it as there is in Australia. So uh, 
Uh, and I know in the Philippines, for sure, there's nothing around people don't talk to each other about their feelings. So, uh, and that, and that's why I guess if you can't talk about your feelings, you can't talk about your ideas, you can't talk about your dreams. That's what ends up why, why you end up getting a stagnant culture, or you you don't grow and you don't move forward, and and it just ends up being day after day same thing. That is such a profound insight right there. Like if you can't get people to open up about the issues and their problems, how are you supposed to open up on the other end of that spectrum, which is the ideas, you know, the things are going to take uh, the community and humanity at the end of the day forward. So, wow, that is, yeah. Yeah, that's such a great um, insight right there. And another thing that I got from what you just said was the small incremental steps, like that marginal gains where it's just one step forward today, two steps forward by yes. tomorrow. Just don't, because if we start and look at this big thing, if we stand, we try and face it, just watching, looking at the mountain, it's going to be mm. overwhelming. And I, I'm sure that's what happened to you. It's happened to me many times as well. And it does take some, some form or some degree of perspective to, to just look at it differently and then approach it step by step. And to add on to that, you typically use the analogy of climbing um, Everest, <laughs> right? And I just yeah. want to see, does that tie into this or what does that contribute? <laughs> Okay, so I all of my business marketing around is I I market myself as a business sherpa. So and what I do is I say, would you ever go? Let's say you wanted to climb Mount Everest. What would you do if you wanted to climb Mount Everest? And most people would say, first of all, I'll start some training, yeah. and then I'm there, I'll get a sherpa to guide me up. Some sort way. of coach, yeah. Some sort of coach, someone that's been there and done that and knows the stepping stones. Hmm. So I say to people in business, if you've got a goal in business, why think of that as your Mount Everest. Why would you not get a coach or a guide or a Sherpa, someone that's been there and done that before to help you achieve your dream? And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. And then my pitch is, well, that's what I do. I've actually reached my Mount Everest. I fell off the side of Mount Everest on the way and I got to, I still got to the top. So now I'm coming back down the mountain and I'm helping you make sure you take the right steps at the right time to get to your goal. Awesome. Now I can understand that as well. So I'm happy that we got this onto a little bit of a lighter note <laughs> and we get a little bit happier. <laughs> so we yeah. shifted the conversation a bit. But it's, it's good to speak yeah, about those things that, that we did speak yeah. about. Um, so just to touch on it, you know, that was great. But now yeah. on the other side of the spectrum, we also have like ideas and business and just moving forward in, in our journey. And so you speak about going up Everest and you speak about the challenges and, you know, obviously, like we said earlier, the step-by-step process. And now if you want to climb your Everest, get a coach and get someone who's been there, which, which makes sense, you know, it makes entirely sense. It, it just, it, I don't know how someone cannot see that. And then, so that's a mm. great tip for someone that, is looking at the Mount Everest at this point and they're unsure of where to go. But then in my own life, like typically something that I've seen as I started to move forward or I, it's, it's happened to me a lot in the past where I move forward and then I get distracted. And I know it's, it's happened to you before as well. And it's called, you know, the shiny object syndrome. So can you yep. take us a little bit through that? Have you experienced that before? And what would your tip be to get out of that? Because it happens to everyone. Yes, I have been there before. And the reason you get distracted, the reason you procrastinate, 
is nine times out of 10 is you don't know what your end goal is, your ultimate objective, what you want to achieve. You don't have clarity on, on that and why it's of benefit to you and why it's of benefit to the people around you. And because you don't have clarity on that end goal, you're going to get distracted a lot easier and you're going to find shiny object syndrome. And how do we find clarity? You work out what you actually want to achieve. So what you enjoy. So what you actually enjoy doing, the impact that you want to have, uh, what you're passionate about. And you work, you spend time working on that and, and revisiting that. And, and you might trial a couple of different things, but what's a really good way to do is look back at your past and look at when you were most happy. Was it playing sport? Was it what type of sport was it? What were you, what were you doing? Then look back at your greatest successes and how did you get to those greatest successes? And so you, you start to build a bit of a, a story around that from, from your past and then you can extract on that and then you can, I guess, infuse that into some of your passions or trends for the future and then work out, uh, work out what that ultimate objective is. So for me, for the business, it's to give business owners time and freedom starting right now. Uh, and the reason I've got that is because I had pain in my previous business. I didn't have time and freedom, but I got into, that, into business because I thought I could have that. Then looking back at my skill sets over the years was I, I've always loved educating. I've always loved teaching. I've loved business and I want, I want to have time and freedom. I want to be able to choose what I do on a day-to-day basis. Why don't I build those skills and passions into what my end goal is and help others with that? So, so I'm totally attached to that and because I know what my ultimate objective is, I don't get distracted. I don't go and try different business opportunities. I've got, I don't have split focus because I know if I focus purely on this, I'm going, I'm going to, for me, I'm going to get time and freedom, but I'm also going to be financially rewarded as well. What I'm also taking from this is that you, you're using the strategy of going back into childhood, which is very interesting. And I, w- I would like to, like, I always ask why or how. Now, why does that work? Do you think it's because in our childhood, we weren't yet um, as put down in a way or as limited as we are in today's society where it's been said so many times that you can't do this or you can't do that or you rather should be doing this because society is creating that for you? Is that we, why we go back into childhood and try and see what was our natural talents and abilities and natural flow towards things or how would you define yeah. that? Yeah, so part of it is... so. Part of it was childhood, but also part of it was over over history. So over the last 10, 20 years. So mm. we get our the human mind or the way we uh, act, we get most influenced around the age of seven, give or take a few years. So the influences that we get, say, between three and 10 is what's going to form us uh, the way we act and the way we perceive the world. So... We need to, uh, and, and then from 10, 10 onwards, we start to, to act based off 
the influences just prior to that. So we, if we look at what we enjoyed and how we acted when we were in our five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, and I know, and then loosely base it off that, and then then just take that journey from from then to now to see the times that we actually really enjoyed ourselves. We'll be able to build up a bit of, I guess, a bit of a story that uh, shows us what we're good at, what we like, what we don't like, and take away all the biases as well because no matter what, we're going to know what we're happy doing. So we just have to look back at that. I've got two, two things that come to mind as well. And it's typically, I'm, I'm trying to see this as a journey. We're taking a journey right now of how we can go from an awful place of disempowerment and lot being lost in, mm. in life. And now sort of discovering who we are, getting some clarity on life, uh, getting our natural abilities, seeing what that is, finding our strengths, right? And then we're starting to move forward. So now we, we, we sort of shook away the shiny object syndrome issue. And now we've got a tool of how to deal with that when going forward. But then what happens when we now start pursuing this, this journey of ours and we, we get into traps such as let's, let's go for the first one, which is my, my biggest one, but also I think my biggest strength is perfectionism. Yep. Done, done is better than perfect. Mm. We have to realize that done is better than perfect. So, and who holds the 100 meter record, world record for sprinting at the moment? Usain Bolt. Uh, do you know is it, if it's Usain Bolt? Okay, so how, but it's, is it, is it 9.61 or whatever? So somewhere there. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Did he get there straight in his first run? No, no. How many attempts did it take him to get to the world record? Probably so many that we didn't even see, thousands and thousands. Correct. So he started somewhere and he kept, he, he kept on improving. He kept on getting iterative improvements along the way. So he wasn't perfect the first go, but because he started and put himself out there, he was able to improve and get to the next stage. So, and he eventually got the world record. He's probably broken it a few times. You need to put yourself out there and get there and, and start doing something, getting a few results on the board knowing that you're progressing and growing and getting better all the time because no matter what, the first time's not going to be perfect. I was just about to ask, do you find, you know, that sort of issue when you deal with businesses? Yep. And I just say to them, look, my sales process isn't perfect, but you're still buying from me. <laughs> uh, the, way, the way I deal with you isn't perfect, but you're still getting, you're still getting improvements. So... Uh, Life is a journey and about growth and there's no such thing as perfect. You just have to know that uh, you've got to continually grow and improve. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it sounds like also it just sounds like a mindset shift. Uh, oh, yeah. A new perspective totally. on that. Yeah. And then the other sort of issue that came to mind, and I don't know if, it's, if this is from previous experience, I'm not challenged by it anymore, but I do see it is that people say that I do not have enough time or my energy levels, I can't push through this day and do all the things that I need to do. Like, do you, do you see that with the businesses that you deal with as well? And what is your typical advice to people like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Time, time is a good one. Of course, you've got enough time. It's about you choose what you want to do with your time and what's important to you. And uh, 
if you say you don't have enough time, it's you're lying to that person. You're, you say to a person you don't have time, you should be saying, no, what you're asking me to do is not important enough for me to make time for you. We've all got the same amount of time in the day. We all sleep roughly the same amount. We've, it's just priorities. And it's just a bad habit that we use that we say we don't have enough time and we're not dealing with the actual issue, which is, is this a priority or is it not a priority? Is this going to have an impact or is it not going to have an impact? Do we want to hurt this? Pe- Are we concerned about hurting this person's feelings or not? So we've all got the same amount of time in the day. It's just where does this thing lay on our priority list? So from, a, from like a practical perspective, we could also just be more intentional throughout the day. Is there any like other practical ways of going about this? It's, it's, it's quite literally being intentional and, and knowing what you want. And uh, it's going back to clarity. Not, yeah. And not being afraid to say, hey, I, this is not on my list of priorities at the moment. So mm. come back, come back to me in a month's time. In the physical sense of things, I am time poor, but that is because I pack the most I can into the day of doing things that I enjoy doing. So I never, so me personally, I never think I'm time poor. I've got time, all the time in the world because I choose what I want to do every hour of the day. I don't waste my time doing, doing crap kind of thing. Mm. So because I've got intent what can today give me or what can I get out of today? It also sounds like um, being able to know when to say no and being able to know yeah. when to say yes because typically we just say yes. yes to everything and going back to intentionality, we are, I'm saying we because I'm just speaking in general, but we tend to be reactive to our environment, our email boxes and stuff like that. And it's a trap. <laughs> and, um, yeah. you know, what I've seen with people is when, when they struggle to move forward, like these are one of the things it's, you need to be intentional. So if you're listening, like one of the first things that you can do is start segmenting your calendar and just starting to um, being more intentional about, about what you want to achieve every day. So the night before, I would also just like think about what I want to achieve, like just simple two, three things that you need to be achieving the next day to start moving towards your goals. And I'm sure you would agree with me on that. Like, um, yeah. able to be intentional the night before to plan forward. To- totally. Like I, um, I set my week up on, on the Monday morning. Uh, I block out time in my calendar every week to go to the gym, to spend time with family. I plan. I used to hate planning, but you've got to plan <laughs> and be intentional about what you do and put a bit of structure and routine in there. Be, obviously, be obviously be flexible, but have a bit of. Once you put a bit of structure and routine in there, you you can. We love challenging ourselves, and and once there's a bit of structure and routine, we can start challenging ourselves and start growing. So, from all the businesses that you've worked uh, with in the past, what is the biggest challenge that you've come across, or like some something like a common thread, you know, a common theme that just happens all the time? And like, what is once again, the one thing that you would suggest people get over it? Because there's someone listening, they have a business or they're professional moving into the business space. So they will come across this at some point. What is that thing? So there's two things. It's it's people taking action before planning 
and it's people planning too much and not taking action. Perfectionists. So, yes, <laughs> or, or, or over-analysts analyzing different. So, so there's either people taking action, so shooting from the hip and then taking the incorrect action, and there's a lot of those, uh, and then and then there's people that just overanalyze and think, what if this happens or what if that happens? And, yeah, they're, they're the two, two extremes. And I'm bringing them up because I was talking to two, two clients today at both extremes. And it just, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, like both of them are equally talented. It's just they've got two totally different mindsets and the way that they've been brought up and the, the way they've interacted with people over their life and just impacts the way they do business. I was just about to ask, like, is it, is it, do you find it's more mind shift, um, like a mind shift thing that needs to happen? It's more mental issue uh, in terms of a block or is it the actual resource that, that they are struggling with? Like, I'm always fascinated with this. I don't deal with businesses on a day-to-day um, you know, basis. So I'm not sure what you experience. There's a lot of mindset in, so what I do is business coaching, but the number one step in business coaching is mindset coaching. Wow. So, and that's, that underpins everything. If you've got a bad mindset, your business is going to fail. If you've got a positive mindset or the, what I call the right mindset, mm. if you've got the right mindset, you're going to be successful. You know, it doesn't have to be positive. It's got to be the right mindset. And so if you've got the, the right mindset, you can be successful. Yeah, I've seen that, um, like I said to you just before we started this interview, but I've seen that also in my own practices where I was previously a personal trainer. I just saw like, you know, obviously there's things you need to do from a fitness perspective to get healthier and stuff. But uh, mm. a lot of the times we get stopped on our tracks because of the mindset. It's because of what we think and how we think and how we typically see the problem. We see the issue from uh, this perspective that's not actually at that point serving us in any way. So, yeah, I, I can just agree on mindset being like, you know, one of those things that we need to deal with. Um, it's almost like, I think you said it's the underpinning of the entire thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's the underpinning, underpinning fundamental that you have to deal with. Uh, no matter what, wherever you are in business, you'll have to deal with it sometime or another. Mm. So for anyone listening that's a professional or business out there, what is there like a specific habit that uh, they can perhaps bring into their own life that can be very helpful going forward, regardless of business or industry? Business or life, start with the end in mind. Mm. What do you want to achieve? Whatever you do, whether it's this week, next week, whether it's a little project, a big project, whether it's life, start with the end in mind. Think about what you actually want to achieve. So would you, would you then refer to things like visualization or how would we practice that? It's, it's, whether it's visualization, but it's, it's just knowing that this is what I want to achieve in six months' time. This is what it's going to look like. So it is visualization to an extent, but, mm. but then knowing exactly what life is going to look like or what business is going to look like money, personal wealth, uh, friends, whatnot, and then basically bullet pointing that and then reverse engineering a roadmap how to get there. That's just the vision that we need to aim for. Do, you, do businesses actually lack that sort of vision? That sort of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> it feels yeah, so common, right? It feels so, it makes sense. It, it's a lot. There's so much overlap in life and in business. Um, 
okay, one would think we should all in life, we should know what what we want to be doing when we're 60 and 50 and 40 and whatnot, um, eight, 70, 80, 90, we should know what we want to do. But in reality, we just go day by day, maybe week by week or month by month, but we don't really plan out what we want to be when we're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 or 90. And it's the same with business. We should really know what our business, we want our business to look like in five or 10 years' time. But no, we just go week by week, month by month, maybe quarter by quarter, sometimes year by year. But no, it's just easy to do short-term and just get stuck in the short-term rather than knowing the bigger picture. I'm actually laughing now, but I think this was me a few years ago. I just I think sometimes you grow out of it so much and you, you become this new person with this new perspective and you can't think to yourself that, you know, people think differently than you yeah, think. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just common. Yeah, it's, um, and that's why people need help and they need to, need to open up and talk to others and just share their experiences and feelings. Right. So, and you need to be constantly growing. <laughs> No, definitely on that. That's also what this entire show is about. It's, it's, it's constant, never-ending growth um, from a personal perspective. And then that extends back into wherever you are busy with in life, whether that's business, sports, family, wherever, yeah. you, wherever you want to extend it to. Um, so then one of the closing questions would be morning routine. I'm always fascinated to know whether people are following some sort of routine or not. And if that is attributing to their success, because I've met some people that just don't have routine, but they seem like they are moving in a, in a, in a, into a direction that, that's serving them. Mm. And then others who are, you know, I think you've seen this around also that some of the most like biggest thought leaders that we have currently are also pushing this thing of having a morning routine or having some way of setting up your day for success, which I believe in as well. I just want to get your perspective on that. So I didn't believe in that stuff initially. It's like, oh yeah, I can fudge my way through this. <laughs> but let's ha- have a look at all of the independently verified successful people. And I'm not not going to classify successful as financially wealthy. Mm. I'm going to say wealthy as in emotionally wealthy and and to a certain extent financially wealthy. You look at all of the people that are, I'll say, independently verified that are financially and emotionally wealthy – over, I, I dare say, over eighty percent of those people will have a morning routine, or they'll have a they'll have a plan of what they want to do for the day, for the week. Don't quote me on those stats, but I reckon they they'd be pretty accurate. I'm going to say the stats don't lie. Right. So, like I, I, for me, I get up each morning. I go for a walk. I, I live on a river. I go for a uh, walk down to get coffee. Take 20, 20 25 minutes to get to get down to the coffee shop. Then I walk back along the river again. So I'm out for about an hour and that hour just allows me to, to think and process and plan for the day. So that's my routine. It's, uh, and I do that pretty much every morning. It seems like people have their own routines that just help them, you know, that's suited for them. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be get up at 5am, go for, uh, go for an ice bath and then, then, <laughs> do a run or whatever it can be it just you just need a bit of thinking time meditation or whatever it is just to to collect your thoughts yeah no i agree with that so just collect your thoughts and perhaps also help you set up your energy for the day which is going to take you through that day and then um, yeah yeah closing question would be what's your advice to someone out there who's given up on their capabilities or their belief in themselves 
What is your advice to someone out there who's in that situation? Just think what is possible. Quite literally think what is possible and work out how to make that your reality because you can. There we go. It's in the name. It's in the name of the show. So if you're struggling, just have a look and have a listen to that because it's, it's, sometimes we, we try and look for so many things, but it's actually so simple. It's simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it, keep it simple. Don't make it too complex and just don't try and, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not even going to expand on that, but just keep it simple. So yeah, on that note, um, Tristan, thank you so much for just had being on the show and sort of being a mentor as well. I think it's great to have people like you out there who mentor and also I'm saying mentor, not like on a professional basis, but like from, from this type of thing where you just try and share, you know, your insights yeah. and your knowledge with people. And also just being an example to so many out there who are I'm very sure are fighting the same battles and going through like the same challenges, challenges that you mm. And thank you for being transparent and just authentic uh, with your story. Uh, it's, it must be hard to like reveal these types of failures and challenges in one's life, but it's, it's great for others like myself and those listening to be able to listen and then learn from that. So I wish you all the best going forward. Thank you very much for having me. And it's uh, a pleasure being able to share with everyone. Awesome. Thanks, Tristan. Cheers. Awesome stuff. So that is a wrap and that's it for this episode. As usual, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for spending your valuable time on this episode. As always, I'd love to get your feedback. I'd love to just get in touch with you. If you enjoyed any part of this episode, let me know. Send me a screenshot. Send me an email. Send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're comfortable. Send me a message. I'm on Facebook. Go into Exploring Possibility or, or on Instagram. You can also just go onto the website and contact me there. And just, like I said, send me a message about anything. If there's anything new that you learned, I'd love to get in touch and see what that was so I can, you know, keep on searching for those things and keep providing the value in that sense. And I just want to, I love, you know, hearing when people grow and they grow with me and we grow together as a community. Like I said, in the introduction of this episode, if you want to be surrounded by like-minded people who want to strengthen their minds and stretch their thinking. If you want to be affiliated with people who are, you know, explorers and they believe in possibility. So they like what I and Robin Sharma also calls these, these types of people are possibilitarians. If you see yourself as a possibilitarian, go onto Facebook, search Exploring Possibility and join that group. It's going to open soon. You can also go into the website, go into community and the menu link, and then that's going to take you to the group as well. The website is exploringpossibility.co.za. And yeah, I mean, join us and let's let's grow on this journey together and see how far we can, you know, push ourselves in terms of in terms of our unlimited potential. Let's see how much we can tap. Other than that, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you also just took a few key insights away you know you can still contact Tristan afterwards I put all these details in the show notes of this episode please go and check it out please go and support please go and get help if you need business help you know business coaching and Tristan is a guy to go to other than that I'll, I'll see you guys in the next episode I'm looking forward to that and don't be afraid to explore and find the possibility cheers <laughs>